0: Hey everybody, it's Adam. I'm super excited today to jump into a topic that I am extremely passionate about and one that I believe will really help design and shape your life to where you want to go. It's a tool called the Future Self Tool. It's on six different categories of your life, the most important categories that I believe are areas that you need to put energy on to make sure you're knowing where you're going with them. And so to make sure you stay tuned to the very end, we're going to be announcing a Future Self Challenge. That in itself just sounds amazing. So just wait and listen to it. Welcome back, everybody. I am Adam Hergenrother, joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. This is business meets spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. And we always love to unpack what that personal growth is because really all of business, all of life is about uh, holding up a mirror to yourself to grow. One of the topics we're going to cover today, and we have some amazing guests on, which I'm super excited for is talking about how do you accelerate holding that mirror up? How do you accelerate towards creating your future to be in alignment with who you are, for that kind of yearning for authenticity that you have and, and really just being, it's almost like you have, you're setting a direction for the areas in your life that are meaningful to you. Because I think if you all realize, and you'll hear from this from the guests, is you can't have everything, know everything, or do everything. And so, therefore, you have to be very good in decisions. But The problem is most of us are just ingesting you know, other people's answers or what seems preferred, not right or wrong, but just what seems preferred. Instead of actually taking a time to sit down and actually fill out and write a strategy out for your life. And the strategy is, is what we use. The tool for this is called a future self. We have a daily future self tool that gets emailed to everybody, which is really cool, which is a free tool for all of you who are listening. But really what I want you guys to hear today is the impacts on using a tool like this from people who have been using it for years. You know, for me, it's been almost a decade now. And from people who just started using it, who have entered into our world and started using this as a tool. So you can kind of get an experience, uh, you know, everywhere in between. And ultimately what hopefully you'll hear from this is that there isn't like this magic pill where once you write something out, it's not like you walk outside in your truck and like you're, you have a Lamborghini sitting in it, or like all of a sudden, like you are, you know, on an Island sitting there perfectly. Right. It's these things are small actions that you're taking, guiding your life in the direction. And as that starts, to to guide your life, things unfold in maybe not the exact way that you have written down in terms of how you saw it happening, but then all of a sudden, it's it's almost like it sneaks up on you. And then sometimes for some people, you can almost look back and go, wow, like I didn't realize that already happened. It's almost like it snuck up on you. And then once you realized you have, you kind of look back and read your, your future self and it was there. Actually, I was listening to, I don't know, Caitlin, maybe you have listened to this too or Hallie. Eckhart Tolle was talking about the power of now. His book, which I'm sure anybody listening to this has probably heard of of him, and one of the things he said that talked about the birth of the power of now. And he actually had written down an almost like a future self perspective of what he wanted and what he knew had already existed. This way he described it is just now bringing it into the manifestation of the world. And he actually wrote it down in terms of whether well, vision board or future self, whatever tool is kind of making sense. And he and he looked at it for a couple times, and then you know all sudden, sudden, like three or four years later, this whole, I'm paraphrasing the story now, he ended up in, in the west coast of the United States. And basically he found this piece of paper that he had written down everything where, and, and actually it actually had all had accomplished. And his aha moment was just like, wow, this is all coming past. It's all gone. And he was like, he was stuck. And he just, he sat there for a while, just kind of embracing the fact that he had just, he'd went in there and, it, and he asked for acceleration a lot of these things and it just it just snuck up on him. And then it was there and it's all then it was gone, meaning that his whatever thing he written down had already kind of experienced and he was you know, and now going after the next experience. So I think the, the tools have been out there long enough for us to, and a lot of people have, have had success with these in their lives. So we want to hear from some stories from people that are in our world, you know, doing the, the, who are not Eckhart Tolle and who are living, you know, very, I call them like extraordinary, ordinary lives, right? Like they're living big lives, but they're nothing. It's not like they're Eckhart Tolle or the president or anything like that. And they're accomplishing a lot of the things that we're doing. But the key, couple of key things with the future self as well is that um, as you're hearing from this, is it's really important to always, in any manifestation, it's really important to write it out if it's already happened. So, if you write it out as if I have, or write, like, like I have, I weigh 180 pounds, right? If that's one of your things, like mine, I have one of them, my physical self is I weigh 185 pounds, right? And I have a 10% body fat. It's not that I will have... Or I will get to 185 pounds. As you, as you write those words in terms of like, I will get there. You could get stuck in always wanting to get there instead of actually accomplishing the goal that you're actually looking to have. So it's really important that you've already you're using tense or words that something has already happened. You're you're saying it as if it's already you've already seen it. You already know that it is. Now you're just bringing it into the physical world, which, you know, again you're our spiritual being having a you know minor physical experience. So that way anything is possible in the physical experience if it's first manifested in there. So that's the the point of this is that you write it all out there and then you look at these things daily. So I could go on for. Couple hours about this, so I'm going to jump into uh, our first guest, Aaron. Aaron is our CEO of HRG, the number three, four, five, depending on the the month of uh, real estate team in the world. So we're we're excited. She's been with us for over three years now, which is I know a, a feat for her um, in her in her job duration. So um, and Aaron's a wonderful uh, human being and, and an awesome asset to our organization. So I wanted to introduce Aaron. Aaron, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So how long have you been using your future self um, for? And and also, I'd love to hear from you too, is like, did you have any, you know, you're very kind of operationally based, but you can also be big picture based. Did you have any hesitation on the future self or kind of how long you've been using it for? And what kind of were your initial thoughts about this when you kind of first started entering kind of into our world?
1: Yeah. So I wrote my first one on October 13th, 2016, which was a long time ago now. And initially when I did write it, I thought to myself, am I going to have a big enough picture? Am I going to be thinking big enough here? Because I wanted it to be, it wanted it to be very tangible. So I found myself really having to push myself to say, what am I going to be achieving in three years? And how can I be thinking bigger? How can I be challenging myself? So I set really, really big goals for myself, massive financial goals, massive professional goals. And then a lot of them too, when it you know, got to my social self, my family self, my spiritual self, those are things that I achieved very quickly because I did focus on it every single day. I read it every day. Also, I found the future self was a roadmap for my life. So it gave me permission to say yes or to say no. If there was something coming up in my social life that I felt wasn't going to serve me, I would read this every morning and say, you know what? I can say no to that because that's not fitting into my larger picture my larger goals. So for me, I actually share my future self with my family, with my friends. So they know these are my big goals. So if I am saying no, or if I am saying yes, this is why, because I have my roadmap because I want to be following it for me.
0: I love how you phrase that in terms of it's almost like it makes your decisions for you because you've already been strategic about thinking about your decisions about where you're going. Exactly.
1: And it's been amazing to see. So I rewrote mine just after three years. So I rewrote it on January 7th, 2020. So just, you know, six months ago. And it was amazing to see probably 80% of my original future self happened down to the car I drive, the house I own, uh, the relationship I have with my husband still working on my bikini body, which I remember when I first (laughs) sent this to Adam, he was on a plane somewhere, and I know you were chuckling about that. Um, I'm still working on my net revenue and things like that, which is always going to be a work in progress. But I got to a place where I achieved a lot of it, and some of my blocks actually stayed the same because I want to maintain. I want to really have that same level of what I've achieved going forward in my life.
0: I love that. So the, the blocks that she's referring to, which I probably should have said in the beginning, you know, your financial, physical, social, family, and spiritual blocks or goals that you have in there. Aaron, could you read one section maybe for us and kind of talk about one that, that makes the most sense for you?
1: Yeah, of course. This is my social future self. And this one actually hasn't changed at all. Because I achieved it and it's something that works extremely well for me and it serves me extremely well. So it stayed the same. But every day, again, I have to make active decisions and active choices to follow this. So my social future self says, I say no more often and focus on the relationships in my life that are meaningful. I prioritize getting together with family and friends who value our relationship equally. Nick and I, Nick's my husband, host a barbecue every Sunday in the summer and a football party in the winter every Sunday. We surprise and delight our closest friends and family members with dinners out, things they need but won't buy for themselves, et cetera. We make time for each other daily. I turn off my phone every night at 7 p.m. That last one's a work in progress, but the rest of it (laughs) happens every single week because I have that roadmap. I give myself the permission to slow down every Sunday and have people over. I really give myself the permission too to say, hey, this relationship isn't serving me anymore. I don't need it in my life
0: yeah I love how you how you phrase that. Are there any ways that you think your life would look different if you weren't using a a tool like this
1: so before I came into this world, which I remember when I first joined, Adam told me very early on that you know our world is going to be big enough so you can achieve anything that you want within it, and I had to think bigger because I think I always put a cap on what I could succeed or a cap on what I could achieve as you know, just who I am in in this life. And it gave me the permission to dream bigger, to do things differently, to really step outside of my comfort zone and say, Hey, what I focus on expands. I can create a life by by design. And if I focus on it by reading it every single day, and I do after I weigh myself and after I look at my bank accounts, which was not (laughs) comfortable for me either. It gives you the permission to act fully, to live fully and really strive for that life by design that you, you aim for. So I don't think necessarily I would focus. On these different aspects of my life, so granularly. If I didn't have this tool, I don't think that I would have such a prescriptive, clear outline of what I want to achieve in the next three years. If I didn't have this tool that I referenced every single day,
0: I love it. What do you? You know, obviously, when people think of goals, I think naturally a lot of people think about tangible goals, if you will. And you don't necessarily have to answer this if you don't want to. But I I think it just kind of came to my mind again when people think about goals, they think about like house or cars, or different things are all wonderful things, right? We have, what about more of the intangible inward growth goals or things that have resulted from, or maybe that have surprised you that like maybe you wanted that. And then you, as you grew personally, the, the desire for that necessarily wasn't nearly as strong as it was when you first started. Does that, does that, does that come Yeah. Off?
1: So when I first wrote mine, you know, I had the really big income goal. I had a specific car goal. I had all of those tangible things. And then suddenly I realized, that life experiences is what I'm after. I'm not after the materialistic things. So it's, for me, it's more about who can I become through this process, socially, physically, you know, spiritually, family-wise. And I do think that it's really enabled me to stay focused on what matters most and what serves me most in life, which isn't those material things that I once thought that potentially those were the things that brought me joy. So It's also been interesting to realize that you can get to a place where you're really happy. So a lot of these again, haven't changed because I'm at a point where it's what I want in life. So I don't need to keep reinventing in those areas and I can focus more on the areas where I need more growth, where I need more impact every single day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love how you say that. And, you know, it's really comes to a point where you realize you don't need to accumulate more things. You just have deeper of experiences of the things that you're experiencing. And then it's almost like life at some point opens up and, and you find there's, you find the hidden gem in that actually living an extraordinary life is living an ordinary life when you can take the most ordinary mundane experiences and turn them into the full experience of life. Um, and that's like walking right? It's looking at a tree, it's having a morning cup of coffee or tea, looking at a sunset. It's just When you are clear on who you are and where you're going, you don't need to try to extrapolate more from the moment. You just actually enjoy the moment. Whereas I think a lot of people will be having an amazing moment and then they force themselves to try to make the moment better. And it just diffuses the whole point of experiencing the moment itself. It's like, you know, you see this a lot on vacation where people are on vacation thinking about what they're going to buy down there, thinking about, about the next vacation they're going to be on, about where their next dinner is going to be later on. Instead of actually just experiencing the beautiful moment that's in front of them, they have to try to make the moment better. And that's just your mind just convincing you that something needs to be better in the moment. And what I hear you're saying is you've kind of worked through a personal growth of realizing – I don't really need to make the moment better because the moments that I'm experiencing are beautiful in themselves. And there's are certainly areas that we're going to work on and some growth that we have, but I don't need that that incessant need to extrapolate or pull more from the moment because the moment is already giving me everything I need.
1: That's exactly right. And for me, it's slowing down to appreciate the present and the given moment. Yeah, That's the overarching goal through it all.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that when we come back to you. But We'll jump in over to Michael Michael Morgell. <laughs> he's got a beautiful shirt on this morning which I love nice and blue I love it um, Michael is our director of growth for again for HRG he the number three four five real estate team depending on in the world depending on where you're at also is in charge of what is it, like 25 30 flips that he's done so far this year through uh, you know six months of it incredible human being has actually died for like I don't know like 38 minutes maybe not quite that long but for a long period of time came back all through stuff that was actually on his future self, I believe, uh, as part of his goals, which maybe he'll talk about a little bit. But just an incredible human being, huge heart, uh, always there to serve, always there to serve the organizations. We're proud to have you in here, and welcome, Michael.
2: Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for that intro.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, talk to us a little bit about how long you've been using the future self, and and kind of what your what your practice looks like, or you know what limitations that you thought you had, or or just kind of walk us through a little bit about your experience using that.
2: So I've been actually using the future self and like, I call them the six pillars for about the last almost year and a half. And I remember getting this sheet and looking at it and it was blank and just going, Oh my God, what am I going to put in these boxes? Like it just wasn't clicking for me. Like, and I realized I really didn't have a plan for myself. I was successful in different ventures that I did, but I really did not have a plan. I did not have a well-written out plan that I could go back. And reference on a regular basis. And so I struggled with it a little bit. You know, it took me a couple of days to actually start it. I'd look at the blank sheet and I'd come back to it and look at it again and, you know, put a couple of notes. And then I finally just, I remember sitting down and just going, okay, I just got to open my mind as though this has just happened already and I'm spelling it out for myself. And that's where I started it. And so my routine is I do have one of these in my bathroom that it's laminated. I'll, you know, pick it up and look at it usually every morning or every other morning. But I I have one mainly at work that I sit down where I'm sitting right now. And every day, that's the first thing I do. In fact, I noticed this morning when I came in, it was like my eyes automatically draw to it immediately when I walk into my office. And so after I get done setting up and everything, I just stop, pick it up, reread it, almost have it memorized. But, you know, just to reread it again, it kind of absorbs into me. And it always makes me smile when I get to the end of it.
0: Yeah. I love that. When did you realize, you know, cause it, there's honeymoon phases for things and people can get on habits if you will, and, 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 creating this and sticking to it is a, is a habit loop if you will, or, or you have to use discipline to kind of pull that out. When did you, you know, did you realize it was working or did you have any struggle when you first started kind of putting it in there to, you know, pay attention and, and keep that next to you and take the time for a couple minutes to actually read that?
2: It's just, you know, it's just like anything that you're trying to introduce to your life that's brand new. You know, it took a lot of discipline to do it, a lot of reminders. I'd get frustrated, like, oh, I forgot to look at that this morning, you know, oh, I didn't go in the office and I didn't, you know, pull the one out of the the vanity to look at that, you know, and, and I'd beat myself up a little bit about it. And then I finally just found this, you know, rhythm if you will, of looking at it where I gave myself grace if I did not see it for a day, but made sure that I looked at it the following day and studied it. And so it just became almost just like routine, just like I might lift the case of my um, the cover of my laptop open, I would pull up my future self and look at it and and really take a moment to just kind of like feel it, if you will.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that kind of awareness around being aware of where you're going, that kind of visceral feeling, if you will, that aha moment with it, um, which is powerful. Can you read us a section as an example that you have in your future self?
2: Yeah, I'll read you in my professional future self. I wrote this about, like I said, a little less than a year and a half ago. I am the CEO of HRG Indiana, and I have six locations. I'm in leadership at Hergenroth Realty Group. I'm an investor slash OP in a KW market center. I build up to 12 custom new homes a year and do 50 flips a year, rentals and wholesale deals. I acquire and hold five rental units per year. I built my portfolio to have two vacation rentals that are fully leased and pay for themselves.
0: I love that. And I know a lot of that has come true. Walk us through a little bit of that, how you start to see that you know manifest from words into the reality that we're all living in.
2: Yeah, I think that where this really kind of came into the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually achieving this more than just reading it every day and trying to make it part of my life is I was doing a limitless class for a group here in Indiana. And I remember reading it out loud to everybody. And someone in the group actually said, I think you've already done all that stuff and i was like not all of them but you know quite a bit and i think i need to update this a little bit but since i wrote this uh, we are actually in three locations here uh, in indiana you know with our sites on an, an additional fourth and then your future uh, i am in leadership uh, now with hrg um, which i'm i'm very proud to be part of looking to be an investor began the conversations with a couple different opportunities about the op last year we actually did 38 flips and uh, renovations, uh, which was a banner year for us. It, it, uh, it was a very big year. And then this year we've acquired three rental properties. So we're looking for two more. Uh, ideally, we do have a vacation rental down in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama It made us $9,000 actually last year. So it's really kind of a cool place that we get to go uh, as a family enjoy. It's ours. Someone else is paying for it. In fact, we're making money on it just by being there. So
0: love it yeah you just mic drop for that one right it's just it's it's beautiful and i know that you're working on a very strategic plan with a lot of actionable steps for those six teams in addition to the teams that you have now as well too which is which is pretty cool to see and uh, i'm excited for you there you know similar to a question i asked aaron you know you're a very open uh, individual and, and and willing to share a lot of things you what about the you, you talked a lot about the professional future self has a lot to do with kind of um, tangible goals what about the kind of intangible things that you saw show up in Your life, from what context could you take that conversation? I'm just curious as to to hear your thoughts on that.
2: I've actually been asked this before. and, And I what I typically tell people is I feel like at one point, you know, a couple of years ago, or up until a couple of years ago, I was a lot more fierce, more fierce of a person. Like, hey, if you're gonna push me, I'm gonna push you back twice as hard. If you say something about me, I'm gonna be angry with you, I'm gonna have a grudge about you. And um, a couple of things happened. I remember somebody, and I believe it was you, told me, "Don't let anybody ever dumb your day down." <laughs> and right away, I realized that I needed to put myself in a better location, or at least location of people. Yeah. And that was the first adjustment: is just adjusting who I hung out with, uh, who I did business with, you know, who I spent my you know personal time with, what have you. And that made some big changes. And then I I looked inward and I said, I don't want to be Fierce. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be resentful. I don't want to feel any of that because all it does is like hurt me. Essentially, yeah. you know, it 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 makes my moment even unpleasant. And you know, because I'm carrying an anger or bitterness or whatever, even if it's you know just for the moment, I just wanted to. And so I made the conscious choice, looking at all this and and a variety of other things that came to my life to just say, I'm going to release all this. I'm not going to make any part of this my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And so reading this and realizing that if I let those things go, I could actually accomplish everything on these six pillars a lot faster and bring them into my life faster to give me joy and satisfaction.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, and there's a wonderful quote that we've been kind of circulating around about peace, which is, you know, does not mean that to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble or hard work, right? It means to be in the midst of all of those things and still have, you know, kind of calmness in your heart, if you will, or stillness in your heart. And that's kind of here a little bit of what you're saying there is, is that real freedom, not just spiritual freedom or financial freedom or physical freedom, real freedom is walking around with stillness or inner joy in Inside you, amidst anything that's happening in your life, that's ultimately what. When people say they want freedom, yeah, there's there's the practical freedomness of of physical and financial, which are all wonderful things. But the ultimate freedom that people, there's an ultimate word, right? Just kind of using words to to take us there. The freedom that people really are yearning for is the freedom of non-conflict within themselves, meaning that they get to a place where they can go amidst anything and anything can happen and there is no disturbance. When you're at that point, that's when you've actually achieved every level of freedom because there's nothing in the external world that can ever dumb your inner world or your disturbance or that state of yourself up. You're just allowing that to happen when that does. And I think when people search for freedom, they're not talking about that intangibles and I hear you saying that is ultimately the path that I kind of put you on was this I have just stillness regardless of the noise that's happening around me. And, and what's I've noticed working with you over the years and, and and watching you run hundreds of people, you and Aaron both running hundreds of people is, and there's a lot of personalities in those people and a lot of challenges that show up every single day. It's the stillness that you can bring to the, to the conversation that calms people down to be able to get to the heart of the issues in the business side of things and being able to deal with it. And then on the personal side as well too, which uh, I think you bring to our organization and everyone else's around your life. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Carrie is up. Carrie has, wow, been on a, an awesome journey of her own. She is the president of Adam Harthur Coaching. She's also helped build and was director of Uh, expansion for Hergenroth Realty Group, but it's moved over uh, last year into running our organization for coaching, which is all about conscious coaching. Um, So, this is a great tool because I know you've been working on this yourself. And frankly, you've been really, um, really, really purposeful on making some changes in your life um, to grow. And really, one of the reasons why I love you, Carrie, so much is that you've put an emphasis on your own personal growth so that you can then go and help other people. So, welcome, Carrie.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, how long have you been using the future self and kind of what does, you know, your future self practice kind of look like on your behalf?
3: So, I've been using this for I think almost 6 years now. And it's interesting because the first time I was kind of reviewing it, my big aha was it was a lot about what I wanted to do, what I would what I was doing, right? Because I was talking in present tense, but it was about doing and it was about having. And now it's much more about like being like how I'm, how I am.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: and so there's been a huge, almost a 360 degree change in that, which was not necessarily, I don't think as purposeful as it was just pretty organic in, in the growth that I've had and, and spending time coaching with you and really being purposeful. I'd say one of the biggest changes that has happened in my life in the last, uh, just few years, has been my morning routine because i never had one before lots of stories i've told myself throughout the years one of which is i'm not a morning person therefore i didn't believe that i would really have a powerful morning routine which was just a limiting belief and you know really ever since i have created my own routine one that's authentic to me one that you know i get up and i feel energized by i feel like it's 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 just become i have to do it it's become part of you know, what I do on a daily basis to be the best that I can be, it's been probably one of the most profound changes in my life. And so, part of the morning routine for me is my gratitude, my journaling, and then my future self. So, when I started the future self, I did it, but then I had no real, you know, purposeful way of which I would look at it. It's like I, when I coach a lot of people, well, I've done the future self, but I haven't looked at it for, you know, three months. And it's great to put it out there initially. But uh, to your point, Adam, and you've mentioned this earlier, it's more important to manifest that in your life by seeing it every single day. My goal is to be looking at it multiple times a day and I'm not there yet, but it's been a big step for me to be looking at it on a daily basis because I've always really felt, and I have a tremendous amount of experiences in my life where I have manifested what I've wanted. What I wanted in the past is not necessarily what I want now, but if I wanted something, I've always had a very strong ability to visualize that, to see it coming, you know, true and to make it happen. The future self takes this to a whole nother level, though, because in my life it's been like one thing I wanted to achieve or acquire. And it was that one thing, and I put all my attention on it and I made it happen. This is a holistic focus on specific things in my life that are important for me to focus on so that I am fulfilled and growing holistically, not just in one area. And that's what has been tremendously helpful in my growth, I think.
0: I love that. Can you read one section, as I've asked everyone else to, to, or example of one that you have in there? Sure,
3: I'll go ahead and read my spiritual self, which has probably been my biggest growth opportunity. I am more purposeful daily in my gratitude, my journaling, and reading my future self. I read the Bible daily, I go to church regularly, and have become involved in the community of it. We lead our boys by example as much as we can in this area. We share our faith more freely with others without being fearful to offend or share with those that may not believe. I spend time in quiet. I am more present in each moment. I have learned how to remove fear, anxiety, stress, emotions, and feelings from situations so that I can make more clear decisions and bring my best self to the person or the moment and serve them or it at the highest level.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. When did you start to see that coming into fruition? Was it more of like you or everyone's kind of a little bit different there? When did you start to see that happening in your life?
3: It's interesting because you had said something earlier in the podcast, which is, it's kind of almost like you just go, oh, all of a sudden I'm like this. And you don't (laughs) almost know exactly how that happened there were definitely some pivotal moments for me one was a conversation i actually had with you in coaching yeah, which
0: i remember that was conversation for
3: me because i was very unaware of a lot of
0: mm-hmm.
3: a lot of things which i think many people are it's what you don't know you know that can continue to create how you operate your life and, yeah. and until you realize what you what you didn't know you can't make a change so for me a big word has been awareness particularly in my spiritual growth because i was just I was completely unaware of how I was operating from that perspective. What I would say is just being exposed to different things. So writing this stuff down forced me to then go, well, how do I, how do I start learning about how I can practice this? How do I start? I mean, for me being still seemed like an impossible feat, which for some people (laughs) you're laughing, but if you know me, (laughs) like that's uh, probably more difficult than running a marathon. So to still my mind and to actually be really calm and to understand I don't have control over everything, nor do I want to, was a really big growth opportunity for me because it did. It served me, of course, in some aspects of life and it got me to a certain level, but it also certainly was something that held me back. So what I would say for my spiritual growth is that I had so much fear and anxiety and trying to control everything and make everything around me okay or good or even perfect, which is of course not possible. I really don't have expectations of outcomes specifically anymore. And that has been the most profound change. Do I want to achieve a goal? Of course, but how I achieve it is not as important as achieving it. And that has been a huge emotional freedom for me. So when you talk about freedom, for me, freedom is being able to enjoy the moments of life and let go of the exact outcome, let go of how I'm going to get somewhere and just know that if I do the right things in the moment, I will. That's been a profound change for me. By the way, all the outcomes still come to fruition. Yeah. Which of course what I was probably afraid wouldn't happen when I wasn't in control in the past. And so that's the beauty of it, right? We we understand that these, we just be the best we can in the moment. Those future things As long as we know where we're going, they'll happen.
0: Yeah. You know, one of that, thank you. That was awesome. One of the, and I know you've been on this big spiritual consciousness change and, and path, which is why you're naturally moved over to the, you running this entire division, which, you know, we've done a tremendous job of building that up. So thank you. Is also when you let go of control, this is the thing for business owners that I see a lot. And just in general with individuals is they built up this sense of false control in their head and they try to control everything by going to a preferred state and they stay in that state and that pattern. And When they stay in there, it's when they start to let go a little bit, they naturally go back in there to try to control it. They go back into their exact patterns because it's preferred and it's actually just a place where they can know they can have this sense of control when you actually begin to have this spiritual freedom, if you will, and just even take the word spiritual out of there, just freedom, right? Does not having, walking around having disturbance. It doesn't mean, look, your life may actually end up different than what you thought it would be in the direction you necessarily thought it would go. But if you're really focused on that freedom as part of your spiritual goal, when you let go of it, It actually opens up to a much better avenue than you ever could have possibly dreamed up by just letting go of that part of you. And you almost get in line with life and it takes you with it versus trying to sense and try to control something so much where you may just be missing the whole ticket that's been held out for you to get on the plane ride. And that's the coolest part about when you let go of that part of let go of the control it's, it's not that your life gets dumbed up, it's actually it gets clear <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you start seeing things from a completely different perspective and gives you a totality of, of why you're here and what you're doing and how you can interact with everything that's there but it's first, it, that's, it's almost like you have to die before you die, it's just being willing to let go of that part of control in order to realize that life is actually in control and it brings your life into a much better harmony many, if you will, integration with life itself. Um, so very well said. Thank you for, for sharing that, Carrie. Hallie. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, you all know Hallie. She's obviously been the co-host of this for a long time, but she's also been on this journey with me for 10 years. And so if there's anybody that's actually seen the kind of future self work um, in itself, it, it definitely is you. Um, not only have you been instrumental to all of our growth professionally and spiritually, but you've also helped me grow in every area of my life. So thank you for always supporting me in that direction. But I will say there is, from your angle, and I hope I'm not saying this, is <laughs> you're such a very intellectually smart person that you, um, not that other people aren't, but that you, um, you tend to fight Um, like when people try to push you or nudge you in certain directions Mm -hmm. for those things. So a lot of times I think this is a a good example for you, which I've heard you share before is is more of that, like, y- you don't realize you're there, you don't realize you're there, you don't realize there, and then until something happens and you realize, well, I'm already actually there. And I think people on this, and, and Caitlin and I, have, I think I've shared you before, that you're f- much further along on, on a lot of your paths than, than um, I think you realize, um, because you try to look for intellectually. Um, so, I think it's a great kind of analogy that you can kind of bring into it from experiencing your future self to a certain point. So, walk us through kind of, you know, when you started using the future self, what challenges you've had with using the future self. And, and how that looks today.
4: Yeah. So after hearing every, everybody, I'm like, man, I need to actually practice <laughs>
0: I my say future that. self
4: yeah. because clearly it works. And I think I've been doing it for, I would say, inconsistently on and off for like eight or nine years. I think I've, this is like the third one I've written. So I've definitely used it yes. over the years, but I'm, I'm, I don't read it every day. Mm-hmm. I will be reading it every day now because we have that tool. I mean, the first thing I do when I wake up is check my inbox. Yes. So thankfully now every morning yes. I get an email with my future self. <laughs> so that's really helpful. And actually when I was redoing this one for 2020, I mean, I love the exercise. I love actually like really putting it all together. Um, I went back and looked at some of my old ones and as you can imagine, hit all of my professional goals, pretty much all of my financial goals, some of the other areas of my life need some work. (laughs) So, but it does work. It does work in some areas, but that's the, where I put all my time and attention and I did not approach it from a completely holistic way. But that's, that's my area for opportunity, area of opportunity.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it is for, you know, what we tend to do is when we look at our future selves, there are certain areas that we naturally want to go into because they're almost easier to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. I mean, we just, we all, we we all have that right into those areas that we do it. Um, So how are you kind of, uh, thank you for your your transparency there. So how are you going to bring more of, instead of just accelerating more what's easy for you, because it's easy for you to jump in and just kick ass at work, right? And then it's just things for you to do. How do you bring it back and say, okay, well, how do I bring a little bit more of a holistic or what's your next kind of area that you believe you're going to dive into? And, you know, what do you think it will get in the way of that?
4: I mean, the, the areas that need to dive into are physical, social, family, and spiritual, <laughs> basically not professional and financial. And the things that are going to get in the way of it, are my desire to grow professionally and financially.
0: Yeah. I mean. What do you think is your kind of next step then? Um, Because I think this is also, this is great because people listening to this are going to go, yeah, there's one area of my life that I really just want to stick on. There's nothing wrong with that either, right? And it's not a, and one thing that people remember is, It's not a time allocation when you do it here, right? It's more of like, okay, well, what fits in my life based on where I am right now in the season that I'm playing in? And it's going, that's why this is, it's a tool that you date and you're constantly, it's going to be different for everybody because everyone is experiencing a different, you know, fruit. And so how do you bring that more into your life or what is a category? What would you like to share in terms of maybe something that's on your future self?
4: Yeah, I can share one of them. Um, Well, actually what Carrie was just talking about, I think is probably the first, one of the bigger steps that I need to really Well, one is is actually reading the future self daily. I mean, that is going to change things drastically because of what Carrie said, it brings awareness. I'm just not paying attention to those other areas a little bit, but not nearly as purposefully as I can. And so if I'm actually bringing awareness, I mean, the things that I wrote down, I'm like, I, I either am semi living or I want, um, or want more refined version of them or more like experiential version of them. And the only way I'm going to get there is, is through awareness.
0: Yeah. And it kind of goes back to almost what Erin said in the beginning too, which is it gives her the power to say no. Right. Absolutely. I'm usually,
4: I'm pretty good at saying no.
0: Yes. Unless it's in the professional sense,
4: (laughs) but otherwise I'm really good at saying no. Like I I don't do anything. I don't generally want (laughs) want to do. That's not necessarily a challenge for me, but yeah, I can share one if you want. Yeah. Okay. So this is my family. Bill, my husband and I are constantly learning more about each other and more from each other. We are more in love today than when we met 20 years ago. We find joy in each other and make each other a priority. Always. We have two dogs. Our life is full of love, laughter, fun, adventure, and travel. We support each other's decisions and are on the same page with our goals and are working together to achieve them. Bill and I go on at least one date night a week without our phones. We work out together and generally live an active lifestyle. We we visit our family whenever we want. I vacation with my family at least once a year and rent a beach house for us. We have our nieces and nephews visit us for a week
0: each in the summer. That's awesome. And how about those things kind of coming into fruition? How am I going
4: to make them happen? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So when we can travel again, that's a huge priority for me is is visiting family. I mean, I did do that all of the time and really, really made time for that. And I just want more of it and just more experiences, more time with them. I want to be able to financially afford to pay for whatever they want um, and whatever we want. Whatever, most to most whenever part, we want it. Yes, it.
0: Yes. <laughs> There's a yes. theme. There's a theme yes. here.
4: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think when yeah. we did this a little while ago, we had a similar conversation and I'm like, I'm kind of living yes. the life that I want. It's just a, uh, it's not even a more, it's a, it's not a more. What is it? It's just
0: a like a deeper. Well, you want a deeper you experience. Want a, you want a, yes. You want more depth in the actual experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome because that's that kind of you don't need more of the same experience. You just want more depth of the experience itself. Yes. Which gives you that more, and that's that when you when you go down that path, it's like you're getting closer to actually experiencing life for itself. Because it's the, and then that becomes the extraordinary experiences are ordinary because it's just almost like this hidden little secret that people don't even know that the simplest thing that you're doing is actually the experience. Walking, running, being active in your lifestyle, enjoying a dinner, being around family, being around little kids, even just for a couple hours. <laughs> <and> <laughs> just to move It's on. a or, week max. A <laughs> week, week max for, for what that is. But what about for you in terms of – because your growth spiritually, professionally, and I know you won't take as much credit for it, but who you've become has completely changed over the last decade of kind of being with this and, and practicing it or me forcing it sometimes on you. <laughs> which, well,
4: you know, Caitlin and I had an interesting yeah. conversation. Conversation about this on Monday—that it's almost like less of a becoming—and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before too, less of a becoming and almost more of like an uncovering.
0: Yes,
2: yes, um,
4: because yes. I think—and I sometimes talk to my parents about this—and I think back of you know who I was as a child when you don't have all of these identity issues yeah. or preconceived notions about how you're supposed to show up in the world and are just unapologetically you. That's who I am and I have had, I've covered it up over the years or, you know, let society tell me what I'm supposed to want to achieve and really... again, I feel like it's less of a becoming and more of that and and more of an uncovering.
0: Yeah. You're a hundred percent spot on. Once you, it's not, you're already who you are, (laughs) right? Like the kingdom of heaven is already inside you, right? I mean, the great masters have taught all of that. It's really just letting go of the, you know, the soul, who you are, what you're looking for actually goes, it hides in the mind. And once you let go of the mind, which is the preconceived notions, which is the world telling you this and you becoming the thought pattern that keeps, it's like you're reading the same narrative or the same paragraph over and over again and you're stuck to it until you wake up one day and realize, I don't need to read this paragraph anymore. It actually doesn't hold any real value in my life. And when you let go of the paragraph, you're then all of a sudden brought back into to look at the totality of what's there into the direct experience, which then uncovers who you are. People like, you know, everybody is already enlightened. It's just, you forgot it. Everyone's already enlightened. It's not like it's it's for masters or for somebody else. It's just you just keep covering it up. It's like you just keep putting wardrobes on, wardrobes on, wardrobes on. And really, that's just a metaphor for you just get lost in the mind. You conceptually build your, your life. And so that's ultimately what will happen for that. And the interesting thing is once you actually get down that path even further, you realize there's no even attainment of spiritual growth. You just, you just there's no growth for anything. It's just experience, and it's just there. There's no definement with words of where you're going, or no end. There's no goal. It's the infinite game, right? Because it's already there, and this is a deeper. But you no longer look at it as I'm I'm a spiritual person, or, or I'm with this. You don't look at that at all. There's just disillusionment for all of that, and as that starts to happen, you end up going back further and further, and then just opens up to a larger, larger perspective, and you really start to see what's going on. And that's the coolest part. Is and you you everyone on this in this call. Is doing that and just you start to just get this it's not like things it's not like you never saw the tree but you just start to see things differently from a different context and you start to see the absolute truth and it becomes clearer and clearer it's like if you're trying to explain somebody to what green looks like but they have a pair of sunglasses on there that makes everything blue they're never going to see the green until they take the sunglasses off and that's ultimately what happens when you're, when you're uncovering it, you're just taking sunglasses off and seeing it for the truth instead of you're like, no, it's blue. It's only blue because you're, because you have a pair of glasses on, <laughs> take the glasses off and it's green. And that's what ultimately happens when you uncover yourself. Right. So thank you for sharing all that. Yeah.
4: Well, that's just popped into my head that I feel like I've been fairly successful on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Without consistently reading my future yes. self, so all I'm thinking is, damn, if I actually read this <laughs> thing every day,
0: we're it's be talking about awesome. that. I think we were talking about that yesterday about uh, in the business sense. We were talking about somebody that just joined our organization. I said, think about how successful they've been without yeah. models. Yeah, I'm um, like, imagine all of a sudden now you're seeing what they're doing with just a few models in their life. Which totally models and business and strategic sense is awesome, right? Because you're playing in there, and this is just a model for your life, mm-hmm. right? And just it's just a purposeful approach versus a entrepreneurial approach. Right? And we all know it'll take you further. Well, thank you for sharing. Mm So Caitlin, Caitlin's been on the podcast before. As most of you don't know, she is, or maybe some of you do, she is the director of marketing for Adam Herder Company, so all of organizations. But Caitlin's also the one kind of responsible for putting all this stuff together behind the scenes, making sure that we're doing all the things that we're getting there, making sure that the, this gets to your inbox. So we always want to thank her for that. But in addition to that, we knew that Caitlin would be a great asset to organization from a work standpoint. But one of the things I think was a really kind of delight, if you will, was Caitlin, you're just, you're which I guess I didn't really realize, and maybe Hallie, I don't know if you realized when we made the hire for her last year, was how much you're on this personal growth journey, the spiritual journey, this conscious journey, and how much you bring that into your day and how you're using life and business, the same concept we talk about, businesses growth, this opportunity for spiritual growth, right? Every single day in your work, but constantly looking for that. So thank you for always bringing that presence to our world as well. So thank you for jumping on here as well, too.
5: Thanks.
0: Yeah. I appreciate being here. Yeah. The other the other thing I love, I want to get your perspective on this when we were kind of planning this out was you have recently started using the, the future self as a tool uh, as you kind of came into our world. So I'd love to get your perspective from, you know, in the beginning, what was it like? What kind of reservations or myths did you have? And what from the beginning, what challenges did you have? Kind of what, from your perspective, how did you start integrating this?
5: Sure. So when I first started about a year ago and this, I think Hallie gave this to me on day one and I was kind of pinching myself, like I'm at a place where I can work and work on my future self. This is crazy. <laughs> but despite that enthusiasm, I don't think I actually did it for a couple of months wholeheartedly. And so, you know, things come up and there's life is busy. And I was like, oh, I got to do that future self. I got to do that future self. And I really didn't make Time and energy for it, so I think that was the initial hurdle. Was I knew it was really important, but even still, I wasn't prioritizing it yeah. in my life at all. So it was not until January when I was redoing, and because of being in this environment and kind of seeing the way that you and Hallie and everybody on the in this organization is operating in terms of being very purposeful about goals, that I really wanted to kind of make sure that I was being intentional about my growth plan. Like I'd never even really heard about a growth plan before. I was just kind of like listening to different things and whatnot. But when I realized the value of actually setting an intention, making a plan around that, then it was really clear how the future self was an important part of that.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love how you actually took it and made it better. Right, mm. we had the yeah. the tool, and we have to give you credit for that. I mean, you're you you are the brains behind creating the daily future self that shows up in your inbox with some inspiration. Which. I've been reading my future self for years but now I read it in my inbox. I actually don't even need the piece of paper anymore and I love I love it. Even though that I know that you're, you know, a lot of the the worrying you get is sometimes things that I say or that that we all say together and I read it in my inbox but I love I love hearing that and and reading that in the morning that little inspiration before it. So thank you for creating that by the way.
5: Well, thank you. I can't take any credit for that. Though I mean it's like just looking and reading and seeing what other people are saying and the tool was there and I think there's lots of models about how people integrate personal growth into their life. So it's just the opportunity was there and it was fun to be able to do that. Yeah. But thanks. Thanks anyway. <laughs> yeah, awesome.
0: Well, could you share a, you know, one of the blocks of or pillars, as Michael said, of your future self?
5: Sure. So this is my physical future self. And it says my hip thyroid and skin are fully healed. I exercise every day and have run a marathon. My body is fully healthy and ready to carry and birth a healthy child. Naturally, the energy of the universe flows easily and unimpeded throughout my body.
0: Love it. Mm. And how'd that come into realization?
5: You know, I've like being in my later thirties now. I've started to experience some like little help. You're still thing. in your
0: mid thirties. If you're in your later thirties, at least that's how I classify it. I'm 38. It's still <laughs> mid thirties. Like, it's right? Not. I mean, it's it's kind of. It's just it just depends on Anything how you think. After want. 35 is late. It's not late. It's mid. It's mid. Yeah.
5: Mid thirties. Thirty six yes, okay. is at least mid. I think. yeah, I, I agree. I'm thirty seven. Yeah, you yeah. guys better. are on the latest. Yeah. <laughs> just own it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just started like having some of these like issues and kind of knowing that if I didn't. Begin to make my physical self a priority that they would just kind of escalate as I got older And I think you know, i've always been a person that's really I think in general I kind of swing a little bit between extremes and so i'll have times in my life that i'm in credit Like i'm running every day waking up early doing that and feeling incredibly physically fit and prioritizing that in my Life, I really like to run and sometimes i'm just i'm a I, sometimes i'm a runner And then when i'm not a runner i'm just completely the opposite and i'm not really doing weekly exercise and everything. And I think where the future self just really, what I've kind of learned from using this every, I I won't say every day because I definitely have, you know, weeks where I'm on it every day and then a week, weeks where I'm not, but, um, just having it, Kind of always in my awareness that this is something important to me is helping move me out of those extremes because I would like make a goal before and be like, okay, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. And then I would lose the 15 pounds and that was it. And then I, it was easy to kind of like swing back in the opposite direction of like not doing the physical things that I wanted to. So this kind of makes it kind of, and kind of what Carrie was saying before too, about like how I am being on a regular basis. Um, I think Aaron said that as well. And yeah. I mean, all, I think that's a common theme Yes. that Everyone's saying here is that it's less so about the goal, but like now I look for opportunities, how to show up every day that can contribute to living the more healthy version of myself that I want to.
0: Thank you. You know, when you talk about physical and kind of integrated with your kind of personal growth, there's something you've shared with me a couple of different times and and feel free to take it in a different direction if you want to. But, you know, you talked about like a, you had like an evening routine that you used to use and and do instead of kind of sitting with different emotions. You know, is there anything that you want to share on that?
5: Gosh, I'm like thinking like, what was my evening routine, which probably indicates that I'm not doing it very frequently. Well, you're not doing it
0: anymore, but it was something that you you brought up to me a couple of different times, but you say how much you just you use that as an example of not kind of sitting with your emotions as a way of kind of masking your different emotions. Oh, yes. Oh,
5: oh yes, I can talk to that evening yes. routine. Yeah. Yes. So after work, every night I would always have a glass of wine. And that was kind of my thing. That was my evening routine. Is that the one that you're yes, referring to? It is, to? yes. Yeah.
0: I just didn't want to didn't want
5: to. Yes. And it was like my husband and I would both have a drink and I would really look forward to that as my way of relaxing. And I didn't even realize it, but unconsciously I had kind of used my glass of wine to be my way to relax and really missed all these other healthy ways to be relaxing. And also all these other ways to almost be decompressing at points during the day. So I'm not getting to that five o'clock, six o'clock time where I'm like, Oh, I really would like my glass of wine right now. So once I kind of had that shift in awareness or just realized what I was doing, which honestly was kind of like, what the heck, like here I am, like reading Eckhart Tolle and all this stuff. And I'm like using my glass of wine to relax. (laughs) Like that just seems so at odds with each other. Once, I realized that then I, I mean, I also stemmed, I think from the physical and my physical future self was that I wasn't feeling, I realized that when I was doing that, I wasn't really contributing to my energy. It wasn't really a healthy, it wasn't making me feel healthy. And so I think that really actually kind of started prioritizing how I felt in my body as a whole. Um, And then when I really took to that, took a look at that one routine or one habit, it really became really clear how it wasn't serving me. And so now I've just completely stopped. And because I just want to see, I just want to experience something different, you know?
0: So. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think a lot of people, whether it's wine or other things that people do, they, they naturally have some sort of vice that they just can't wait to get to. And they end up, the problem with doing that is you end up throughout your whole day, Dreaming about it, and you're just in a dream state to try to get there. Then, when you're in it, it's just like this big release that you can do. The problem is, is you become dependent, right? Instead of actually allowing, like I love the word that you use, and you and I have had long discussions about this about forcing your way to kind of deal with the emotion as you're going through it throughout the day, which doesn't then it doesn't necessitate the need to release that later on because you're actually dealing with the issues as they show up, right? And and I think that's just a powerful example of instead of like like I'm going to mask this until I get to home and then the wine will take care of it. Right. And it's or whatever it is for people that they do that versus just dealing with the direct experience that's happening and saying, wow, this is a different energy. <laughs> I need to deal with this, dealing with it now, and not storing it like a samskara or storing the energy and just, and just allowing that to kind of pass through you. Um, and I just love, and I, I could even just with your, you could hear it, like her excitement around the fact that you gained a larger perspective of what was actually going on just solidifies the things that we were chatting about today, uh, about gaining a, 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 larger kind of view point of what's actually happening in my life and the, the truth of it. And, and as you kind of use your future self or your tools and you kind of work on yourself, all of these, these things come together. The six pillars don't just exist in isolation. They all work together because you start to gain a larger perspective, a larger sense of who you are, what you're doing here and why you're here. And I think that's just a great example of kind of pulling that all together. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Does Thanks. anybody else, when you kind of hear everyone else kind of talk, I know that, you know, if something probably popped up or anything that somebody wants to share that they feel that people listening would benefit from it all?
3: For me, Adam, I think the biggest thing that I share with coaching clients and they have a big aha round is the two things is awareness and acceptance. Sometimes people can't move to their future self or truly believe it or write it down, if they're harboring things that they feel guilty about, because of maybe they didn't know what they didn't know and how they operated before. And I share that quite a bit. And I've shared it with you, which is, of course, I could linger in how I operated for 10 years in the cycle of not being present in the moment and being very distracted and letting my mind you know, uh, make some of these decisions for me that weren't probably the best decisions that could have been made. And of course we can all do that, but how does that serve us? Right. The past is the past. It has no power over us unless we allow it to. And so I've found a lot of people get stuck in that and they need to understand that that this is why you're on the journey you are on today. So there's there's like there's a value to that too right how how do you how do you get where you are if you didn't go through that potentially yeah so just just accepting and then being really aware i believe are two things that for me have made me be able to go through some of the f- profound changes i have that have quite frankly not only changed my life but they've changed my children's lives you know and the trajectory of a bunch of things around me and so acceptance and awareness have been two big things that I think is is good for people as they're on this journey.
0: Love that. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else?
2: I would just echo that, you know, one of the things that I discovered is, you know, the past does not equal the future, but your vision actually equals your future.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well said. I like that.
1: I also think there's something to be said for pausing and taking the time to do the exercise where a lot of us, can't pause for an hour or two and really think about the future. So it's fun when you can tell people in your life to, you know, take an hour and really think about what you want, because oftentimes we don't take that time to really consider what we do want out of life or where we do want to go because we are so focused on just moving through the motions and not really actively being in the present.
0: Yeah. That's very well said.
4: Aaron, I think you mentioned this early on, but I, that you shared your future self with your husband and mm-hmm. with your f- family and friends. And I just wanted to Kind of point out like, I think, feel like that is so important um i 've shared my future self with my husband and but i i didn 't even occur to me to share it with other people, so i might I might actually do that but i I just thought that was that was pretty cool, and I think it well first of all, it, it can create really great conversations, but also where are you maybe not in alignment with your partner where you thought you you might have been, yeah. and I feel like that that's maybe a converse, that's a great conversation to have now so that it doesn 't get worse three years <laughs> yes. from now or whatever,
1: or in yeah. alignment with your family too. I know my sure. family will say, Hey, why don't you make yourself more available for us? Or why can't we see you every week? And I said, I have big goals. Mm. There are things that I'm trying to achieve. And this is what, you know, I want for my life. And it made things a lot easier so that they understood where it was coming from, where I said, no, but, or yes, but, you know, in being in touch with them.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That is great. Well, thank you all for sharing out of to kind of wrap this up too. So, I mean, the, the future stuff, I, mean, I don't need to um, rephrase what everyone said and all the experiences you get. The goal here is just to fill the exercise out the best that you can right now. Don't make it perfect. Don't think in every sentence needs to be like a haiku that makes you sound amazing. Just make it the most simplest possible that you can, if that's a sentence at all. But just make it very clear for you. So, whatever words you need to use in there, words are just pointers. That's all they are, anyways. So, that's what the language is. So, just use the language that makes the most sense for you on there. Don't need to copy anybody. You don't, need to, you don't need to do that. If you have some ideas from people that make sense, great. But use your language on there and read every day. And I'm just going to end this is go fail. Go fail with this. I found in my life, you know, the success is just a c- accumulation of failures. And the the interesting point to take that even a, to unpack that a little bit more, when I've every point that I've got to a, a stance where I failed or I've, I've, I've failed forward, it's actually opened up to the next endeavor in my life. And it's almost like once you take it to the final point and you you're doing as best you can, and you kind of fail forward with it. It almost like it opens up a whole other door. Once you're willing to accept that as part of your life, like you fail spiritually, you fail physically, you fail financially, you fail kind of for, it's not like you're going out there and like, how do I fail? You're going out there and just pushing and living your, your future self and by just doing that in general, the world is you just there, just going. It's, it's just it's spinning around. It's not there to go. Oh, Caitlin wants that. Okay. Let's everybody make certain that we stop and everyone, every like the billions of people that are here, we need to stop to make sure this moment is right for Caitlin, right? It's never going to do that. So there's always going to look a little different. It's always going to fail. But what I found is if you're open to the failure of you going through by writing this down, willing to fail forward that way, it'll open your life up to endless possibilities into ultimately that freedom that everybody's looking for, which is that kind of inner peace. So you've heard everybody talk about the future self. We've, and we've heard Caitlin has created this wonderful tool for you, dear daily future self, which has made it much easier to kind of stick with it. Go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash future. That's adamhergenrother.com forward slash future and feel free just to fill out your future self on there on these six different pillars. And again, if you just want the inspiration, this really cool quote, that's from your future self to come in there, just put your, your name and email address in there and you'll get that. And then if you just, you look, if you just want to fill out one category right now, just start, it's like just, you know, the journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step. So just fill out at least one and get your name in there. So you just start to feel what it's like to have that in your inbox every single day. And then as it starts to unfold a little bit more and take root, complete it. You can always edit it. It's always signed there. Uh, So adamhergenrother.com forward slash future. Hey, everybody, we are super excited to announce the Future Self Challenge. Again, just hearing that word just gets you going. The Future Self Challenge, doesn't it? It makes you feel like you're in a film or something, but it's, uh, well, you kind of are. You're creating your future self, so it's like a film that you're creating. Starts Monday, July 6th. Look, this has been a tool that I've been using for over a decade in my life, and it really is designed to address six main categories of your life and where you want to go in these categories. It's a tool designed to keep you on track. It's a tool that's powerful that also gives you the ability to say no to all those other things because you're saying yes to the things that you've put down that are clear and concise of where you're going on these six different categories. What it is is a roadmap, but it's a roadmap for freedom because it's the freedom of being able to say no to all those other things so you can say yes to the items that are going to move the needle in your life in these six different categories. So look, it was really cool. We, Carrie Heibel um, Breiner, our president of coaching and training did a wonderful, wonderful future self workshop and we had some phenomenal testimonials from it and just it, it, how this worked for people. And so we know people love the support, love the accountability. So this full immersion for 21 days is something that's going to help hold you accountable to achieving these things. Because we know after a certain period of time, if you do them regularly, you're going to bring in the benefits of looking at this every single day and creating the habits for this. So the reason why we're setting out to do this is to make sure that we can hold you accountable for you to achieving and being in alignment with the areas of your life that you really wanna tackle. And what's really neat, at the end of the 21 days, what are you gonna expect, right? Who are you gonna become, right? We are doing a future self-challenge, right? the word. So who are you gonna be in 21 days? You know, mostly you're gonna have this very, very clear vision of your future. Even if you tweak a few of the things in 21 days because maybe you just decide to date it and don't marry it for a period of time, you can really tweak that. You're gonna have an optimal morning routine. Look, everybody that support, mostly you're gonna have the optimal routine that supports your vision. There's a lot of morning routines out there that support that person. So we want you to develop the morning routine that's best suited for you based on your goals, your directives, and what's really going to get you out of bed in the morning. You're gonna have an enhanced energy and productivity because you're gonna be in alignment with who you are and what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. You know, I said this earlier to Caitlin, but you know, you don't wanna be in a situation where you're using all of your energy at work and then you're coming home and your family or your partner gets whatever is left over, right? You want your energy to be the highest Highest throughout the whole day So you're serving it in the morning you're serving it in it at work and you're serving it to your family and you're not dropping off And so in order to do that you keep yourself in alignment keeping your energy high and by staying focused on your goals You're gonna be able to maintain this level of energy and productivity that best suits you and ultimately It's gonna end up being this tool that you can go to whenever you need to make an edit or an adjustment on where you think you need to go or improve upon or once you accomplish your goals, you can set out again to use this exact tool, which I've been doing. I have three different versions over the last 10 years of things that you've go and accomplished and you want to continue to tweak and, and play in this form world. So what are you going to get for jumping into the future self-challenge, which again starts on July 6th? You're going to get a daily video email from myself or from Carrie Heibelbriner, our president of coaching of Adam Hurley Training, which Carrie's videos are probably going to be a lot better than mine, but you're going to have to suffer through mine. Uh, a PDF workbook to help you apply all that you learn to your own life. I mean, it's kind of like a forced journaling session here. We're also jumping into a private Facebook group so we can help coach you through the 21 days and having other participants hold you accountable to this. Uh, We know that having more of a group into that immersion, again, we've adjusted some of our training to make sure we have that immersion for you so that you're accomplishing and staying focused to the highest probability that you can. And we wanna set you up for success. So the really neat thing about all this, it's only $5,718, no, we're just kidding, it's actually free. That's the really neat thing about this is that we're doing this for you. We're doing this because we know how much it works. We know how much that we put into being able to serve and contribute to others. So this is our way of giving back as a gift. This is completely free. All you have to do is make sure that you listen to the podcast. You are running this and committed to doing this for 21 days. Even if you think about getting to like day like 6th and you want to kind of stop already, just stop forecasting in your mind what or when you're going to stop and just take each day at a time. It's all we're asking for you. Again, it starts July 6th. You can sign up at adamhergenrother.com for forward slash challenge. Again, that's adamhergenrother.com forward slash challenge. And look, we're super excited to see you as part of this Facebook group and to jump into the future self challenge.